is week two of the Story Garden Pod, and I am your host and story gardener, Megan Lang. Please note that some topics we cover this week may be sensitive to listeners. One specific story revolves around desegregation and a cross burning, but there is no discussion of physical violence or harm. If you wish to skip this story, please see the show description for timestamps. With that being covered, I am excited to welcome my friend Cole Shepard to the show this week. We like to joke around and say that Cole is our super secret spy friend, but he's really just the jolly neighbor who feeds our cats and our dog when we're out of town, shows up to volunteer at every possible event, and enjoys a good gab around a bonfire. So grab a drink, pull up a chair, and join us in the Story Garden. I'm Cole Shepard. I am 62 years old, and that will become relevant as the story progresses. I'm originally from rural Alabama, um, a town of about 600 people, so small that I felt it was necessary to marry outside of the county so that we would have the correct number of toes and fingers on the offspring. <laughs> so there was at least that amount of consciousness, you know. <laughs> oh my God. And it worked out great. Worked out absolutely fine. Spent... Uh, 30 years in the military, um, and as a civilian all over the place, been a good bit of it in Asia. Came back, wanted to retire to the South because I speak the language. Alabama was a little too far South, so we decided to be in the Nashville area because we like music. Nashville's a modern city. Um, and we found Gallatin and fell in love with it, and here we are. Awesome. So that's, that's, that's the journey in a nutshell. Okay, that's fabulous. So... One thing that listeners should know, for all of my guests, I am creating a mocktail or a cocktail um, for them that's kind of designed around their likes or dislikes. So, Cole, yours is the the bloody leftist liberal, and it is named after after you. (laughs) It's a spin on a Bloody Mary. Right. Um, and I just really had fun creating it for you. Well, thank so, you. It's excellent. I'm I'm loving the okra vibes yeah. and the the, Jalapeno. the lime, the jalapenos. Yeah, I mean this has got a really great Sunday That's, vibe to it. It's even locally sourced. Quite honestly, with the the citrus and the spice and everything, this is it's it's almost like an Asian dish. <gasps> Okay, well, that I mean, makes it also more more appropriate. Yes, yeah, that's super exciting. Asia, so yeah, this cool. is great. Okay, you, re- so, you read it perfectly. Thank you, thank you. If you can't tell, Cole and I already know each other. He and his wife were kind of part of our like COVID pod and have become dear, dear friends of ours. So I am very excited to have you here. And I love to be part of a pod. I, I mean, mean like, I'm an orca. <laughs> It's, oh my it's god. It's great. <laughs> You're very weird. So, I think we should get started. Let's do it. Do you have titles for your stories or are they So, it's a three-act play. Okay. And it all revolves around the worth of librarians and teachers. 
and wonder and curiosity. Okay. So it's 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 essentially a three act play. You'll you'll understand the connections between the acts, you know, as we move forward. I love that. Okay. So we'll look for wonder and curiosity. So let's go. You can okay. tell me your first story whenever you are ready. So the first story actually takes place in a library. I, again, I, I grew up in a small town, 600 people, all pretty much related. There was very limited opportunity for exposure to outside things and stuff. But I was very, very lucky in that my parents, they, they, they thought reading was very important. And they made sure, you know, that we had books and things like that. I was the oldest of four children, but they made sure we had books. And from the very beginning, it, at that age, it wasn't escapism because I didn't know any better. You know, I really didn't right. understand that. It it turned into that. But, you know, reading about faraway lands, I remember as a child, I had a book, um, A Thousand and One Arabian Nights. Yes, and just, yes. Yeah, and I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. This is nothing like what I see around me. And I thought that was great. You know, and that's yeah. the curiosity and the wonder. It's we like, may even have a copy. Some, I'm not sure where. It may be in the guest room. But I think we have a copy of the yeah. book. So we had a small library available to us in the county seat, which is a little larger. There were, I don't know, 5,000 people maybe okay. in the county seat. Again, I was lucky in that my parents, um, when they could, would take me. To, to me, wanting to go to the library was a daily thing. And I didn't get to go daily, but I got to go often. Yeah. And they were more often than not, just dropped me off. Yeah. Now, our little library was about the size of Millersville Library. Very okay. small. I read, and I'm talking, I'm five, maybe four or five years old. I pretty much read my way through the library, with the exception of Daniel Steele. And, <laughs> you know, those kind of things. <laughs> Librarians steered me away from those. Um and, yeah. But but I read most of the nonfiction, all of the young adult fiction, all the way up to I guess you would say you know teenage stuff. Yeah. And again, luckily there was a library, a librarian that encouraged that. I mean, I just had so many questions, and she would help and all that. And then one day, I guess at this point I had read a good bit of the library, and she goes, you know, we can get you books from anywhere. And she introduced me to interlibrary loan. We love ILLs. And and at my age, in that small little southern burg, that just absolutely blew my mind. Mm-hmm. My head exploded. You know, it's like, you mean to tell me you can get me any book I want? Yeah. She goes, sure. It takes a little while, but we can get it. You know, that was that was the Stone Age Internet. You know, the Flintstones Internet. Yes, yes. And and so so off we go on this interlibrary loan adventure. The, the librarian was very careful and, and, and wanted to foster that sense of wonder and curiosity. Yeah. So, entered first grade. Now, first, second, first and second grade, and I guess somewhat into third grade, comes the second part of the story. And it's all related, and it will yeah. look back a little bit. But this was desegregation. And Yeah, okay, I'm doing math in my head. Got it, got it. So this is the 67, 68, 69, you know, this is 66. This is the whole desegregation era. And my parents, they were very Mm pro-desegregation. They were an anomaly in my community. And they were very, you know, they they were very good about explaining everything. Yeah. And, of course, I could see things on TV about busing and and the conflict with desegregation, and I could see it in my community. But there was a a part of me, and, again, I I, I largely credit my parents for this. You know, it's like, 
these people aren't different different yeah they're just they're, they're a different color they, they yeah you know of course we I, I had already heard about slavery and you know universally everybody pretty much says slavery is bad even right. even the segregationist in my community would tell you that slavery is bad but yet they still wanted to keep things separate and this yeah. even even for my small mind at the time this did not compute it's like this doesn't make sense and of course, again, going back to the library and the teachers, you know, they helped me try to work through this um, with with books and stories and and a lot of that were 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 fables. You know, this is yeah. a, this is a podcast about stories and fables. Well, a lot of these stories and fables helped me deal with and try to explain to myself because, you know. Yeah. Different cultures, different this, and, and, you know, there's no value judgment on these fables about who, you know, yeah. whether it's Aesop or 101 Nights or, you know, these are these are stories about different people. Yeah. So segregation did not compute to me, and, and treating a separate group of people differently did not compute to me. Now... Again, I'm small. I'm you know I'm very young at this time. You know, I'm, we're six, seven ish around in there, and it was really tough to try to come to grips with that because while my parents and and you know some other adults that that I was around were anti-segregation, the most you know the bulk of my community was still very racist and yeah. all that. You know, just in in big ways and small ways. Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. And so again, my little my little mind, where the curiosity and the wonder had been encouraged, kept asking myself, "It's like, well, you know, yes, my parents tell me that this is wrong. My some of my teachers tell me this is wrong. I sense that this is wrong, but yet ninety percent of the people I interact with on a daily basis feel the opposite. Yeah. So, who's right and who's wrong here? You know, I had a gut feeling. Yeah, you know." Uh, but but there was this other evidence, and again, at my age, evidence is a loose term. <laughs> but but you know, yes, yes, right. And what what really changed things for me, I think, dramatically, was at about the same time in this small town, we had a Jewish family move in, and I don't remember why, but all of a sudden there was the same type of reaction. Mm. And I'm and and my little brain goes, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, they're white. There's no visible difference to me. Yeah, you know, I, I so I'm like, wait a minute, this whole racism thing. I'm not sure exactly what's going on here, but this is a sham. You know, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's <laughs> a like sham. it's a sham. You know, it's like wait a minute. You know, these people aren't different it, from my small right. Self, yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. You know, it's like. So there's something else going on here. You know, I mean, yeah. we underst- all understand it better today. But um, but that was one of the first breakdowns in that. And again, I, 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 I can draw that line straight back, you know, others in the community, the, yeah. ba- mainly the teachers and the librarians. Um, whoa, so, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so it, it, that crystallized it for me. I'm like, okay, this is just not right. It is interesting because Ruby Bridges is not much older than you. Right. And I don't regularly 
sit down and think, oh yeah, some of my friends, like my close friends, even my mom probably went to schools when they were still segregated. My first and second year were segregated. So, and then my mom is slightly older than you. Um, so that means that her like elementary school experience was probably... At least partial, part, at least yeah, part of it was segregated. Yeah, probably. which is so... Yeah. Ooh, okay. Because I, I grew up without having that like our schools were not segregated right right yeah but you know so it, it it's been a long road wow but... okay that's whoo this is okay whoo whoa <laughs> so yeah so this is you know so so i'm beginning to realize this is this is i don't know what this is but it's a sham you yeah know, i i don't i my little brain doesn't quite grasp what's going on yeah. but this ain't right. You hadn't learned critical thinking skills yet. They were coming because, but they because were, people were coaching those yes, for me. Yes, yes, you know, which... They were, you know. And I'll, I'll continually loop back to that. So, two related events. In, in, in my spending time in the library, I had seen books on War Two. And, you know, yeah. as, as a young male, you know... Mm-hmm. Take about my army men and everything. Blah, blah, I mean, blah. yeah, exactly. That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's pretty cool. But... You know, I became, at least to a certain level, acquainted with the Holocaust. Yes. And there was even a book in the library, probably wasn't age appropriate, but it was a first-hand account of, you know, surviving the Holocaust. Yeah. Here again, this Jewish family comes to town, and I and I hear and see some of the same reactions that the that the segregationists were, you know, were having. They were pointing some of those same ideas towards them. Right. And I had, I guess, recently probably been looking at World War II books and, and had, at this time, become acquainted with the Holocaust, at a, again, at a certain level. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, this is messed up. I, I, we just got I, through this. Right. So, like 20 so, years ago. <laughs> no, it, six, I was born 16 years after the end of the Holocaust. So, so literally, it was around twenty was, to twenty-five years when right. at so the time it would be the, it'd be it would be like twenty you know looking back on twenty twenty from now. Yes, it's like that was just the other day. Yeah, but it's one of the interesting things about being old. Some things aren't that old anymore, <laughs> so you're a lot closer to some things than you ever thought you you were. You know, yes. chronologically. I mean, that's I'm that's literally yeah. what's going on in my head about segregation. Like, right. It, it just makes it very much more real. About the same time, along the same theme, because my father was fairly outspoken about desegregation, mm-hmm. and again, probably a voice of one. One night, my mother starts screaming, and my dad gets very animated, and what had happened was somebody had burned a cross in our yard, <gasps> set a cross on Holy- fire in our yard. And what it was, it wasn't a, a, it wasn't, you know, a big wooden cross stood up, yeah. Blazing. Somebody had it was it was the lazy man's cross. It was they'd taken gasoline or oh my gosh. and just made a big cross in the yard and set it on fire in the grass. Holy cow. I remember it very I mean, I remember that very well because mother was because well there was fire in the yard. Yes. I'm a kid, there's fire. I mean you remember that. <laughs> well so, and your mom was mom was freaking your, out. Yes. And, and dad was he wasn't freaking out, but you know, you could you could tell he had a little concern. <laughs> Um, I, I wonder why. But you know, one thing is, he left. He he could have the next day plowed that under or done something. He left it, and it was there for a year. I mean, until the grass eventually, grew back. yeah. And he left it there on purpose. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, that 
you know, that doesn't mean anything to me, I guess is kind of what he was trying to say. You know, again, that had an impact. It's like, wow, you know, these are obviously, I don't know who did it, but these are obviously our neighbors and I'm being a small town. I'm probably related to them. (laughs) Or going to school with their children. Right, right. Wow, So, So it just, a big impact. And I'm like, you know, there's apparently even way more that I don't understand than I even realize. Yeah. So that just pushed me down this road even further. Um, it's like, you know, I need to read more. I need to figure out more. Also, at this point in my life, I had never traveled. I love National Geographics for, you know, but I'd actually never seen anything past the county line. So I remember, it might have been only the, fir- the first or second time I actually went to Gulf Shores to the beach. I don't know how this got there. I, it, it makes no sense for it to be there, but there was a piece of yellowed newspaper, and it was in Chinese, in Chinese, Chinese characters. How that ended up on a beach on the Gulf Coast, I have no idea. At my age, you know, it just, it just the, how it got there just became this great question mark. Question mark. It's like, yeah. wow, you know, it's like, but, but looking at that, I, 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 mem- I remember it distinctly, getting that yellowed, brittle yeah. piece of newsprint that was written in Chinese. And, you know, I'd seen China on a globe, I, you know. And I'm like, you know what? I don't understand a lot of what's going on around me, so I want to see what it's like somewhere else. In China, if you look at a globe, that's the other, other side. side. Oh, my god! I couldn't get any further away. <laughs> And looking at this writing, I probably couldn't find any place more different. You know, that's what I was thinking. It's like, this is completely different than what anything I, I have experienced, I think. You know, that was in my mind. I eventually get there. Yes, <laughs> I yes. Do. But that was, that piece of paper is the beginning dot in the line to China. Oh, that's cool. And that, and the reason I even glanced twice at that piece of paper you can draw the dots back to the library yeah. and the teacher. The Chinese piece of newsprint is, it's a small chapter, but that's chapter two in the story. Okay. It's like, I have to see what other places are like. Yeah. You know, or the things that I see, is that, you know, do we have something in our water here or... Is, is there more is there or more? is this all there is? Right. Yeah. And, and also at the same time, Growing up, you know, I, I would hear bits of conversation about fluoridation and how that was a communist plot. And I'm sorry, like fluoridation, like putting fluoride in water. That was a big deal in the '60s. That was a communist huh. plot um, to to protect destroy your our teeth. minds. Yeah, that was a big deal. Fluoridation. Wow. There was a there was a big pushback against fluoridation. So, you know, there's all these other things going on. I'm learning so much right now. <laughs> and even, even the moon landing in 69, I remember the... Oh, the, I'm just... The, you were a kid. Yeah, I was eight. I can't imagine how cool that <laughs> was, would have been. Like, it was very cool. Just to be an eight-year-old child and it's like first time landing on the moon, being like, I could go to the moon. Oh, right, okay. right. <laughs> so cool. It, it made China seem not quite so funny, but because you wanted to go to the moon, yeah, we and to the moon. You didn't, but do it that. didn't look like there were many people there. What really blew my mind more than the fact that we went to the moon was the fact that again, in 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 the in the the rural community I lived in, there was a 
significant number of people who refused to believe we went to the moon. It was all done on a soundstage. And I mean, that was a very real conversation along with fluoridation hmm. and all that. Yeah. And even at that age, I'm thinking, wait, wait, wait a minute. Up in Huntsville, there are thousands of people working on this project. Yeah. What were, I mean, like, this all can't be a fake because they were obviously doing something. Yes. To fake this is, it defies logic. Yeah, you know? yeah. So here I am, you know, you talk about segregation. You talk about fluoridation, you know, the, the, the controversy about fluoridation. Now Moonidation. You have, right. Now people don't believe we went to the moon. And I'm starting to question whether... You know, most of humanity, which tiny slice I've seen, yes. is is sane's not the right word, but, but critical do, thinking is yes, the right word. Yes. But I didn't have that vocabulary back. Yeah, then. not at the age of eight. No. Yeah, um, and and I could have easily been part of that population, that yeah. cohort, easily because everyone around me was. Yes. Again, I was saved. By the librarians and the teachers. Because they pushed you to learn. To push me to learn. And to, to ask. They pushed you to learn how to be a critical thinker. Right. I didn't realize and it at the time. No, they were that, they were just but, satisfying yes. my craving for books and stuff. It's but like, they were here. also... I don't think they were just satisfying it. They were literally... Um, oh, they were curating yes, and guiding. Yes. Yes, yes. They, they knew That's exactly because what they I, were doing. I mean, you're, as a child, I was insatiable. Like, my reading... Right. I have the full Nancy Drew collection. I read it, I would say I've read it over 30 times. The complete, like, whole set. Right. Because I love it. So, anyway, that's that's besides the point. But, yes, they, they were curating your insatiable curiosity. They were. They were. And that's what a good teacher does. Yes. That's what a good librarian does. Yes. And that's the, that's the value. And, I, you know, I'm by no means the smartest person you'll ever meet. And, I mean, you can testify to that. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I run into walls and doors and, you know. I don't know. You're pretty smart. You have some less smart things that you say occasionally. Right. So, I really I mean, enjoy it. Because... You know, I'm not William F. Buckley. I mean, it's just, it's just not happening. I have to say it very quickly. Denise, thank you for allowing me to correct your spouse occasionally. It brings joy to my heart. It takes a village. It is so... <laughs> Denise is cool as hell. <laughs> she is pretty cool. Okay, so back to your... Back back, back to my stories. So th- those are, I believe, some of the most dramatic parts that shaped the way forward. And... I use myself as an example because, I mean, you don't have to go to college. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have certain attributes. You just have to have curiosity and wonder. Yes. And one thing I've learned in the midst of all this curiosity is, well, obviously there's a lot. I've realized there's a lot I don't know. But but what what indulging your curiosity and wonder means is... It lowers your general fear of the world around you. Yes. And, and gen- of the unknown. Right. Yeah. And general fear in a sociological context leads to hate. So the people that I have met over my life, regardless regardless of whether they're in China or... Gallatin, Tennessee. Gallatin or Djibouti or, or wherever... <laughs> I just um, I like, everywhere. I, like I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but you're also not joking. <laughs> like it's it's those people who, for whatever reason, more than likely because of the urging of a teacher or a librarian, and they're obviously, and of course, their parents, 
have been able to keep that flame of curiosity and wonder alive. Yeah. It, it fights back the unknown, which fights back the fear, which fights back the hate. And those people, you know, I know people with, yeah. you know, huge salaries, big, nice homes, one or more college degrees, but there's no wonder there. There's no curiosity there. And they fill that intellectual void with fear and hate. Yeah. And and you see it, not just here, but you see it everywhere. I've, I've, I've seen that all over the place. So the one thing I think I have learned from this journey is if you have children, encourage their curiosity and wonder. If you it, don't have children, you can still encourage can still curiosity and wonder. Curiosity and wonder. Like, you support know, we're... teachers who do. So yeah. support programs that do. Yeah. You know. And I do I do also think, you know, you you have to instill it early and mm-hmm. and, and, and nurture it early while your brain's still being wired. I mean, I don't know where my parents got books when I was growing up because I mean, the nearest bookstore was a hundred miles away. And what? we didn't have Amazon, obviously. Yeah. Well, okay, 100 miles, maybe maybe 70 miles. But, but like yeah. a lot farther than the library at the county seat. Right. Yeah. The, that was 30 miles away. Um, I wonder if they did like book exchanges with people or something. Know. That's. I think Santa brought most of them. And, you know, I mean, he has ways. I yeah. Mean, but, yeah. But still, um, I mean, I'm amazed at some of the books I had That's cool. access to yeah. when I was a child. Libraries, books. I mean, when I see... When I see a kid sitting over in the corner in a library, just sitting there with a pile of books. Yes. I just, I mean, I'll smile for days. I mean, it, it needs to start early, you know, when our brains are being wired and it needs to be encouraged all mm-hmm. along the way. And it just makes you a different adult. Yes. You know, it provides empathy and I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a whole host of things. So I feel very fortunate. Um because at any point along that journey, that could have been squashed. Yeah. Um, or or not supported. Right. So, yeah. Um, and it was a struggle at times because, you know, especially during desegregation, you know, the bulk of my friends were not necessarily, we weren't necessarily on the same wavelength. Yeah. And that was another reason why I was, you know, I kept questioning. It's like, my parents tell me, that desegregation is the right way to go, yeah. but I've got peers who are who don't agree. Who don't agree, and I'm like, and, and it, have, right, yeah. and there's a lot of questioning for mm-hmm. a while. It's like, well, wait a minute, it, who's right here? Because yes. I mean, I don't know, but the Jewish family settled it for me. It's like, oh no, so no, 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 no. This has got nothing to do with race. Yeah, you know, I mean, because I mean, Cause I, I didn't, I, I didn't equate. I mean, I equated the Jewish people with being just white like me, but just going to a different church. Yes. I don't know. It just like, it blew the whole, it, it, it blew it the whole fiction out of the water. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It blew that is, so, um, wow. They, they couldn't, they, they couldn't do this to me anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and I did eventually get to China and luckily did get to see a large I've been lucky enough to see a large part of the world. Yeah. But it's all goes back to sitting in that library, reading all those books, having a librarian that would would help me Mm -hmm. with that, Mm -hmm. and showing me about an interlibrary loan. You know, that was the world. I mean, it... And we really do love those ILLs. Like... (laughs) Does it still exist? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And there there is a courier who, like... 
Gallatin has a specific dude that comes and gets them and like he delivers these books and they'll pick them up from the other county libraries or they'll go to Nashville or someone will right. need something in like, heck, Crossville over by Bucky's. Right. And, Bucky. and it'll end up, they'll like go to the hub and then they'll, but right. they, there are people who are couriers of the interlibrary loans. There are specific bags that these books go in. ILLs are still very prevalent. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you wow. recently another thing about local libraries. Like I was, um, a friend of mine posted today saying that she was looking into starting audiobooks. And I know we both commented right. on the same yep. post. And um, the thing with Libby, I have checked out over 700 books in the past two years and two months. I have listened to over 700 books <laughs> that's approximately one book a day right um and that has saved me thousands and thousands and thousands oh, of, yes. can you yeah. imagine yeah. even like 700 times 13 oh libby's fantastic that's like I mean, I, that's know, like 9100 like nine thousand one hundred dollars yeah. right. in savings and then if i want them i will buy the book i also purchased physical books that are the books I've listened to because I love them, but... It supports that curiosity and wonder, yeah. you know. Yeah. It really does. So anyway, that's, yeah. that's my story. I've been a lot of places and done a lot of things, but it, it again, it, it just, it all goes back to that, yeah. that one point. And of course, you know, there are other milestones along the way that impacted it, but I, I approached those events from the perspective that I gained... Yeah. Of of wait a minute, what's going on here? Why why is this happening? What you know, what does this mean? Why is this happening? Is is this doesn't make sense to me? You know, right. so it's encouraging research. It's encouraging critical right. thinking. Exactly, and you know, I didn't realize all that at the time, obviously. Um, but but you know, the a lot of people again, you don't need a lot of money. You don't need a lot of education. Okay. I mean, I know plenty of plenty of blue wonder. collar people. You just need oh, wonder. Yeah that have so much figured out in their lives because of that. Yeah. Somebody encouraged that. Or, encourage it, or at a minimum. Encourage keep asking questions. Right, encourage That's them to it. keep asking questions. And Man. some people channel that into, you know, into physics and become great physicists or engineers <laughs> or that and other. Some do, some don't. Some, some just use it as a life skill. Some start podcasts some start asking podcasts. about stories. Right, right. Some of us wander off to China. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. uh, so it, it, it impacts us all in different ways, but it impacts us all, I believe, in a positive way. Mm -hmm. You know, we all benefit in our own way from that. Um, it takes us all on our different journeys. So, yeah, keep the kids reading, you know. Yes. Support your teachers. Support your libraries. Um, that's, that's how we get from A to B. That's how I got from A to B. Right. And it could have not happened that way. It's impacted everything I've done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. there's nothing that really hasn't been impacted like that. Like, I mean, I married a woman smarter than me. Oh, yeah, she is. There, ab and, absolutely. Y'all, this is I mean, insane. Cole is, I I know I made a joke about him earlier, but, like, he's he's pretty damn smart. And um, Denise is, who I yeah, want to be I mean, Denise when I grow up. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, I, I love having somebody smarter than me around, yeah, yeah. you know? It's good. It is. <laughs> so. It is. Well, you know, one of the things that, and I'm assuming that this is also part of it, um, I've always appreciated that if if you say something that I don't agree with, and I'm like, uh, mm, eh, 
this is not, can we? Right. I like call you out on it. Yeah. Sometimes gently. <laughs> Sometimes kind of snarkily, but like with permission from Denise. Um, <laughs> oh no, she's, she's fine. She's oh, like, I know. She, lo- I feel like she loves it. She'll let you tag it. in she anytime. She just like yeah. looks. She just looks at you, and I'm like, yes. Um, but I think that the fact that we're able to have that kind of relationship and those conversations right, right. also comes down to having wonder and wanting to learn. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not always we right. We learn from each exactly. other, I'm right? I'm not always right. And that is... I'm very seldom right. I mean, it's just... Yeah. I've got homework to do tonight, so I can't drink too many of these. And see, that's another thing. I've gone back to school. Yes, you I have. Can't, I can't help it. This you know, in an insatiable wonder and curiosity makes me want to learn how does music tick. Yeah. Okay, so, Cole. Yes. As you know, I assign a flower to everyone who comes on the podcast. I didn't know this. Oh, did you not? I well, did not know this. Okay, so this is going to be really fun for you. <laughs> but I'm going to wait and make you tell me what kind of covert op I would be. Because if I have to assign a flower to you, you have to assign a covert op that I would be. And then you have to explain it because I can guarantee that as many like World War II spy novels I've read, um, I still won't know what any of it means. Well, so so I think actually I got this nailed. Okay. You're a search and rescue operation. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's an a, there's an agent that that's trapped behind, you know, behind the lines, mm-hmm. and and it's a desperate attempt to 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 reach the agent before the bad guys do. Um, you're a search and rescue operation. Absolutely, I because, would be that. I mean, just look at fish and. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, your whole life is a search and rescue it operation. Is, but also, so. growing up, my mom said I was her little problem solver. See? Yeah, that's cool. Okay, okay. Search and rescue. I could do that. Nancy Drew would totally do that. Yeah, absolutely. Your flower is a garlic chive. Oh, I love it. So that I is... I feel like a garlic chive. You are, and it would go well in the cocktail. Absolutely. Um, and ironically enough, I didn't think to... They're the ones that are growing out there that we looked at yeah, and Nick yeah, was like, yeah. this is so funny. That's why. So garlic chives are edible. They're chives that have a garlicky taste. And um, when they bloom, they have these like weird purpley-ish flowers that are like pom-poms on the top. And I think that you're kind of sharp and spicy. I like that. But you're also like a jolly, like you come up and you got this big <laughs> smile and hey, and we're always like, yeah, you'll know Cole because he's the like not old but old guy that's jolly wearing a t-shirt or something and he has a big old smile. And um, people are like, oh, I know that guy. And we're like, we yes, cool. Okay. This is my final question. Yeah. If you had to encourage everyone who listens to this podcast to read one book. Don't do this. Don't what would it be? You can take your wow. time. Wow. Wow. One book. Just one. Just one. I would say any good book on Western civilization that starts, you know, from the beginning. <laughs> um, so any good history book Interesting. that can... That on, now, and my second one would be any good history book on anything but Western civilization, because you need to compare and contrast. 
So, you know, you need Western civilization to understand the ocean you're swimming in. Right. Or the tides you're swimming yeah. in. You need, you need something non-Western history, you know, to butt that up against. So that, I mean, rather than a specific book by a specific author. It's a specific topic. It's a specific topic. Get you a big, you know, nine pound book on Western civilization and start at day one and walk your way forward. Cool. Okay. Um, Well, that's that would be that would be my recommendation. Um, Mm. Because regardless. To tell you, I don't want to. (laughs) Well, I mean, regardless of what you're, in my opinion, regardless of, of what you're talking about, whether you're talking about. You know, electric vehicles coming on the market. Mm-hmm. Whether you're talking about, I don't know, um, anything. Yeah. Fashion, anything. All of it. All of it. You can see, at least to some degree, Yeah. and it's all debatable, but some degree where it all flowed from. And it's also like Kanisha and I talked about red lipstick on mm-hmm. her yeah, episode. Right. Yeah. And the history of red lipstick and the World War Two, and mm-hmm. like how that all kind of, yes... I have my very niche subjects where I I know things, right? Right. Red lipstick is one of them. <laughs> so, cool. Okay. Yeah, man. This was awesome. Guys, thanks for sharing. Is there anything else you'd like to share? If you see me walking, stop and say hi. You can tell he's him because he has a big smile. <laughs> you know, and we haven't psychoanalyzed that. I don't know where that comes from. I really don't. Your smile? Yeah. Because you find joy in things. I, I get maybe that maybe joy and wonder everywhere. That's literally you know, it. Yeah. But I don't know why you would well, think anything guess, else. Well, we just solved it. I, yeah. That's, that's excellent. Because <laughs> you find joy and wonder. Yeah. It's the same reason why when I meet new people, I generally find delight in it, even though I'm an introvert and I get exhausted by it. But like, man, I love meeting people because everyone is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. They it's are. The same Everybody's thing. You fascinating. Just, you like people. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for episode two of Story Garden Pod. If you enjoyed today's episode, I hope you'll subscribe and follow along as we dig into a new set of stories each episode. Special thanks to musician Caleb Joseph Elder for use of his song Ghosts, which can be found on streaming platforms or by visiting his website at cjemusic.com. Caleb has a new album coming out soon, so make sure to check him out. To support Story Garden Pod financially, become a Patreon supporter by visiting patreon.com backslash storygardenpod. We'll be sharing extra stories, our special cocktail recipes, and more, so don't miss it. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Your reviews will help us reach a wider audience, and after all, everyone could use a good story now and then. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the garden.